Enola is alone backwards. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and we have to find the weirdest, coolest, most interesting or funniest stories about that subject. Our stories will be scored by our judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, just back from Australia, it's Chow. Hello. And just back from reshaping his crown jewels, it's Chucky. Yo. And um, I don't want to say it. He's told me to say this, but I don't want to. Judge, jury, and sexy cutioner, Joe. That's me. <laughs> you, I judge you, sexy. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to play anymore. Joe, if you could give us today's uh, topic and uh, how it will be scored. Just a quick run through again of the rules. You have two minutes twenty-five. You don't have to use it all. To talk about the subject and fulfil the brief this week, fear, which is factual, entertaining, accurate, and the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> Ian Brown must have tricked with these lyrics on there, didn't he? If only you knew Bob Fosse, you'd be fine. <laughs> um, we were interviewing at work once. I, I, it's obviously going to, if he ever knows. If he ever listens to this, he's going to know it's him. But I'm not going to say his first name, but his surname was Rosal. And just before the just before the interview, I said to my boss who was sat next to me, he was like, come on now, give him your Rosal Dozzle. <laughs> <laughs> and the entire interview, I could just see my boss just vibrating next to me, just trying to keep it together. Oh, dear. Um, this week's subject, coincidences. We shall start with John. Thank you. I'd like to start my bit on coincidences, coincidences, like a best, like a bad best man speech. A coincidence, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, is a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without apparent causal connection. So, what better subject to talk about than the most mathematically verifiable coincidence in human history? On the twenty-third of May, two thousand and nine, Patricia, Patricia De Moro, a New Jersey grandmother had a 154-roll streak playing craps. <laughs> craps. Uh, Atlantic City's Bogata Hotel Casino and Spa. Demoro's 154-roll lucky streak, which lasted 4 hours and 18 minutes, broke the world record for the longest craps roll and the most successive dice rolls without sevening out. A scenario which had odds of 1 to 1.56 trillion of occurring. By contrast, chances of being struck by lightning is 300,000 to 1 and the chance of winning the lottery is roughly 1 in 45 million which seems a bit of a con because the last time I checked the chances were roughly 1 in 14 million. I watched a few videos trying to explain the rules of crap so I could give a concise explanation of the rules but the YouTube videos I watched explaining the rules was like watching a Mitchell and Webb's number one sketch. <laughs> Craps is essentially a system of convoluted ways of betting on the outcomes of dice rolls which unsurprisingly favour the casino's chances of separating you from your money. But dressed up in a way that makes it seem like your chances of winning are actually pretty good. Patricia DeMauro rolled the dice 154 times without scoring a 7, the most likely outcome of rolling two dice, with a probability of occurring being 1 in 6. 
A simplified but statistically identical scenario would be rolling one dice 154 times without getting a three. A feat which, while sounding unlikely, doesn't sound impossible. But to contextualise it, if you had 1,000 people repeat this scenario once every five seconds, statistically, it would take on average a little over 247 years to achieve the task Patricia did a little over a decade ago. Whilst it can seem tempting to go out and take your chances and win big at the casino on games such as craps and roulette, statistically, it's about as good a way to become rich as flushing your money down the toilet as a prudent retirement plan. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Um, well, I, I need to call you out straight away. Flushing your money down the toilet's never going to get you more money back. Well, you don't know. I mean, statistically. I'm fairly certain I do know. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't, if you, you might have a very, you might form a f- very, very strong bond with a plumber who comes out and he leaves you his money in his will. I don't know. If, you, if, you, if you're relying on gambling to, quote unquote, make some money, then you're pretty much fucked. That but I've got this unbeatable what? system. <laughs> Does it say how much money she won? No, um, it doesn't go into that. I don't know whether she withheld that information or whether she was just in the moment. I'm just wondering, like, did she get to 154 times and on the losing roll just lose everything? No. Um, yeah. I think what happens is is that it's like you're seven out, so your streak stops. Right. So you you again like an like, accumulator. Yeah. Every time you get one, it- I tried to work it out, and and like all the articles I read was like, oh, with on her one hundred on her one point five on her one point five four trillion to one streak, she could have won hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. But basically, the the rules are so long as you don't get a seven, there are. So you continue that quote unquote streak. Isn't it a bit like roulette with the betting on it? You can mm. bet on lows, yeah. you can bet on odds evens, elevens yeah. is yeah. good. So yeah, so you can't bet on seven because it's the most so yeah. that's why that's how that's they how make they their make money. their money yeah. back. Okay. But what you can do is is you can say, Oh, well if and the other problem as well is it, it, there's a multitude of scenarios you can bet on, but the other problem as well is with crabs is craps is that is that you can also get in Las Vegas yes you can win big on both is that the rules slightly change from casino to casino so the the betting quota or the betting scenarios in one casino may be slightly different and once you're into crap craps I still want to call it craps once you're into craps then it will become instinctive to you oh that's that rule or that's that rule but as an outsider looking in it was just like this is mind-bogglingly weird it's the game strange. that all the young gangsters play in yeah, like you know, goodfellas and stuff yeah. isn't it yeah it's it's, it's designed it's to take money off idiots yeah. and then you get them yeah. in your service it, it's slightly better the house odds are less favorable in craps than they are in roulette yeah. especially american roulette because they have zero and double zero which begs is like the question why would you shot. play that over roulette if you're less likely to win because i don't think because probability games of probability are counterintuitive and people think you know it's like when people oh i'm on a hot streak no you're not there's no such thing the the dice don't know that you want to win the money and all this mm. stuff it's it defies logic it's purely based on oh i'm on a hot streak i'm on a reasonable oh you know it's pissed people throwing their money away. That's what it is. But You've seen the size of these shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how they... It's, what is it? There's no clocks. There's no yeah, windows. windows. They give yeah. you free booze and free food. Yeah. And then when you've got no money left, out, out you go. go. Yeah. yeah. 
It is a, it Unless is. you're Donald Trump, in which case you fucking hemorrhage money at a casino <laughs> because Somehow. you're shit. <laughs> uh, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. So, rather than just one story this time, I've decided to go for three separate short stories of some of the best coincidences that I've managed to find. First off, you would think that when stepping into a flight simulator, one of the last things that could actually happen is dying from a plane crash. In fact, the main benefit of a flight simulator is being able to fly a plane without any real-life danger of avian disaster. However, this was not the case in 2014 in Wichita, Kansas. At the Flight Safety International Training Center, three people were inside a flight simulator when a Beechcraft King Air B-200 plane crashed through the roof of the building, killing the three people and the pilot too. The flight had taken off from a nearby runway, I was in the air for only 26 seconds after losing the left engine and coming crashing down into the flight safety facility. The last messages transmitted from the aircraft before impact were, the fuck? And then, fuck, we're going in, we're dead. Wait, were you the pilot? <laughs> <laughs> My second coincidence story goes further back in time to both August 6th and 9th, 1945, when the United States famously detonated two nuclear bombs over the Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, respectively. These killed over 90,000 people, but my, my story focuses on just one person who I think could be looked at as simultaneously the luckiest and unluckiest, unluckiest man alive at the time. The man's name was Sutomu Yamaguchi who on August 6th was in Hiroshima on a business trip, but managed to survive the first nuclear blast. Thankful for his life, he returned home to his own city of Nagasaki, just in time for the second bomb to be dropped. He also managed to survive this blast and the resulting radiation, and went to live on to the ripe old age of 93. And finally, stepping back in time even further to the First World War. While you might have learned that World War I was caused by the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, you may not know that the assassination was made possible because the assassins stopped for a sandwich. You see, their original attempt to kill the Archduke failed miserably. Their bomb hit the car behind Ferdinand's and he escaped the scene unscathed. Obviously the assassins were angry about this and one of them stopped to get a sandwich at a nearby cafe. Meanwhile, the Archduke crashed, dashed off in his car, happy to be alive. Unfortunately, his driver made a wrong turn and passed right by the cafe where his attacker had stopped for a bite to eat. The man saw him, shot the Archduke and his wife, and sent the world into a tailspin. The assassination is said to have been the launch point for World War I. Gentlemen, you're a bottles. Apparently the guy who survived the nuclear bomb is at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Luckily, it, it, the story takes a much more positive spin when you find out who retired to Bikini Bottom Island. So uh. <laughs> uh, you can just imagine that, can't you? You, yeah. you, like, you just get home, you're like, not again. <laughs> also, is everything all right at home, Chris? This is very down for you. <laughs> it was, wasn't like, it? You're exploding whales and stuff normally. This is like quite this. depressing. I, I wrote this thinking this is going to be fun, and as halfway through these, I was like, these are all about death. Yeah, it's like you're going through your goth phase. <laughs> No, I have questions. <laughs> Please. Um, so, right, because you said, like, because he was so angry, he went and bought a sandwich. I've never bought a sandwich <laughs> in Fury. You've never been hangry. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> fuck this noise, I'm going to Subway. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say, when with, with the uh, flight simulator, I thought the guy was going to have a heart attack, and he was like, 
what are the chances of having a heart attack in a flight simulator? Have you played Resident Evil in VR? Because the <laughs> statistic, statistically, the chance of having a heart attack in that game are very fucking high. I, I stopped playing Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners, because I was like, did I lock that door behind me? Uh, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> it was pooing my trousers before I started playing this game. I was, I was in a game. child's room and they painted all zombies on the wall in stick figures, and then just this one shuffles in. I was like, nope, not doing this. Not for me. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> There's a obviously I feel bad for the uh, the free people and uh, of course the pilot, but there's a certain sort of delicious irony that it crashed into a flight safety center. Who put that at the end of a fucking runway? Because like, that's a bad place to put. Yeah, it, civil it? engineering 101. Anything with safety, it's like it's like when I see houses at the end of a runway, and I'm like, I hope you're getting a significant fucking discount on that because yeah. all it takes is one lackadaisical engineer and your house is gone. Yeah, Chucky. Well, as coincidences go, my story's literally the middle part of yours. Yeah, so I'm kind of fucked. Uh, I'm not sure what, what we can do. Maybe you can tell it better than me. Uh, maybe. Um, but <laughs> Razzle-dazzle! Yeah. <laughs> the old razzle-dazzle! The old razzle-dazzle! <laughs> Come on, Gil! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll try. Um, so, this story might be a little coincidental. But, when it comes to coincidences, coinkydinks, happenstances, people think of right place, right time. Or what are the odds? Sometimes though, it might be more like wrong place, wrong time, as it was with a gentleman who purchased a brand new car during a get a whale of a deal promotional period, only to later that day have the car crushed by a chunk of whale blubber that was blasted <laughs> into the air when a 7.3 ton sperm whale was exploded using half a ton of dynamite. Is it too early for callbacks? <laughs> anyway, uh, one of the weirdest coincidences I stumbled across is that the most lucky and unlucky man in the world, and that's, as you just heard, Tsutomo Yamaguchi. Tsutomo was an engineer who would often travel for business, and on August 6th, 1945, his work would take him to Hiroshima. At 8.15am, Hiroshima was subjected to a devastating blast after Enola Gay dropped the little boy atomic bomb. Tutomo, however, would miraculously survive the blast, but of course not without injury. Being just three kilometers away from the blast, he suffered radiation burns on the left side of his body, was partially blinded, and his eardrums had ruptured. Tutomo, after being bandaged and treated for his wounds, would then return to his home city the very next day. Because 76 years ago, public transport infrastructure in Japan was still incredibly efficient, <laughs> even after an atomic blast. Three days later, on August 9th, Tsutomo would be back in his office, despite his injuries, only to be met by his supervisor, who described him as crazy for trying to explain how a single bomb had leveled an entire city. The thing is, though, Tsutomo's home was in, wouldn't you know it, Nagasaki, as was his office. This meant his supervisor would have first-hand experience of what had been described as Boxcar would drop Fat Man, the second atomic bomb over Nagasaki. The office was only three kilometers away from the blast, but this time, in an even more miraculous turn of events, Tsutomo would escape unharmed. Things weren't exactly plain sailing for Tsutomo after that, but he did live to be 93, sadly passing away due to stomach cancer in 2010, being the only person ever to be acknowledged by the Japanese government as a survivor of both atomic blasts. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Yeah, the biggest coincidence there is that we've stumbled across the same story. <laughs> I know, but I've got to say, about that? I've got to say, I think you told it better. Oh, well. It does add more detail. So I'm happy to rescind my uh, entry there. Right. The middle part of it, anyway. 
I do like that Enola Gay is named that because it was. I think it's named after the the guy who piloted the ship, um, ship the plane's mother. Yeah, and I was like, it was a. I mean, it ended the Second World War, and you know, yeah, well, as far was, as tributes you know, ended the Second World War early, or earlier, and you know, yeah. people always say, well, did it save more lives than it cost them? Blah blah blah. But I always think to myself, like, what a weird thing to name after your mum. It's like it's like naming COVID nineteen. Like my mum's called Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara 19 yeah. Barbara 19 yeah <laughs> she wishes she was 19 but um, I just think it's, yeah it's that the guys I just think it was it was a horrible horrible thing that like killed like yeah. vaporised thousands of people I don't yeah. think I want my mother's name to be immortalised by no. such a uh, oh, she also got a boss song after it as well though didn't yeah. she by uh, OMD and so. Ola is alone backwards <gasps> that's what it was no no I've got no. You Is that so just happy. a coincidence, Chris? I think it's just a coincidence. Oh, I, I prefer the name of the bomb. So, little boy and fat man. That's Were it, they yeah. the same size bomb, or was one one was slightly bigger than the other? Was um, fat man but bigger. it was little boy that was bigger than fat. Man. No, I'm completely lying. No, the first one was I don't know. 20 megatons or whatever it is and then the first one was about twice the size i used to i used to teach um a, an ethics and re gcse about it years and years ago so at the, the exact stats and figures are not currently in there but what you know during the cold war as well i remember there was there's actually an app or a little program online and you can see the dev you, you can drop mm. all of the nuclear bombs from little boy and What's the other one called? Big fat, fat, man. Fat, fat man. Fat man and little boy. You can drop them on like your hometown. You go, oh, how much destruction would this wreak on my hometown? What and you a can get fun to, like, way to spend an evening. Exactly. Evil. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a very very. If it's dark, Ratcliffe, yeah. about four pound thirty for the damage to <laughs> take place. Right? Yeah. You can do it all in like, and, and you think, oh Jesus, look at the destruction. You get to like eighties Cold War era Soviet bombs. Is this like, the, uh, the shit, Sar like, bomber? Sar bomber? Is it the? It was never actually detonated, but in theory, it was. And yeah. you look at it in comparison to like the little boy. Yeah, and it and was like you dropped it on you drop it on Birmingham, and the entire UK is completely yes. goose within about twenty minutes. Luckily, they never actually set one off. No, that we know of. I think yeah, I think you need to be in. No, <laughs> they probably um, did it underwater somewhere, and like that's why fucking Godzilla's pissed. <laughs> 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 All right, Joe, um, we could have a scores based please. on fear. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to Child just purely because you two had the same story. Mm. But it's... that's on theme. We were coincidental. I know, and no. I may have to introduce a rule where you're only allowed one story rather yes. than doing right. threes. That's fine. Uh, because it takes away what other people can do, basically. Yes. So it is possible to flesh them out, as we've seen. But yes, back on form. Yeah. <laughs> I do need to go back through the episodes and count how many points we all actually have because I don't have a tally anywhere of that, but I will do for next episode. And, and they are monetary prizes as well associated with of course. The, the points, right? Yeah, you can it's get the, a I'm crushed doing crown this and half a scepter. <laughs> you get a stick-on moustache. <laughs> Second prize is a moustache comb. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go nice with my stick-on moustache. <laughs> yeah, do you want to comb it? <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at WeirdThingPod if you want to come and say hello. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Weird thing about that. Here's a quick word from another great indie podcast. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And we give you the Fuck My Work Life podcast. The weekly podcast where we read your workplace stories to you. Hilarious mishaps 
I lost my balance and grabbed the only thing I could to steady myself. I grabbed the teetering stack of about eight sheets of drywall. I hit all of my knees and elbows on the way down. <laughs> all, all of them. Of them. <laughs> Workplace shenanigans. Carl and Ted had super glued all Bob's pencils and pens to his desk. Full disclosure, I smoked a lot of weed at that time. <laughs> Awkward encounters. As he's wandering around the party girl section exactly. of a clothing store. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FMWLPOD. That's FMWLPOD. Email your stories to FMWLPOD at gmail.com. That's FMWLPOD at gmail.com.